Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Thank y'all. Very nice. Thanks. Have a seat. Very nice of y'all. Thank y'all. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Here we go. That's good. Thank you. Every time. Thank you. Uh, I'll try to do better about drinking it. <laughs> Holy Ghost. My wife, <clears throat> I tell you. 51 years, and she still takes care of me like, I don't know. It would make you mad if I told you. She really likes me. So, but here's the deal. Uh, Fellas, I figured out how to not trick her. Corbin, figure this out. I think got like three wraps on her or something. Okay, so I, di- I didn't trick her or uh, deceive her, but I- I'm a flower person. My mother raised me to raise flowers. My daddy raised me to be a soldier and hunt. My mom raised, thank you. My mom raised me to know how to do flowers so I can do flowers. I, I don't know just about anywhere I can do plants. And so I grew to like them. I know, I know lots and lots of names. I know lots of stuff about them. Uh, it's just something I do. But whenever I met Ms. Hogan, and everybody wants her name, her name is Mrs. Hogan to you. <laughs> she has a different name for me. Uh, it just that, uh, when we was out there on the field a while, y'all changed and, uh, everybody started becoming entitled and they started ordering my wife around and guys like me think that's a little bit too noisy. And so I started calling her Mrs. Hogan in public. And so that's what you get. So there you are. But I want to, I want to just say guys. Women, for some strange reason, like to kill flowers so that they can look at them. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they do. Uh, so when I started dating my now wife, uh, I figured out that this was going the way she wanted it to, which was marriage. I could tell. And so... My daddy gave me some advice. He said, if this is a keeper, spend the money on her. So I went and found these flowers. I started locating these, these odd roses from all over the United States. And it ended up that I got flowers from every state in the United States, and there's 50 of them. My mom-in-law now, or she's gone now, but she told me, uh, I'm so grateful that my daughter started dating you because my, my home always has fresh flowers. <clears throat> so, I don't know, on our wedding day, I ordered these flowers. She wanted white. She wanted a dozen long stem and a dozen of the other kind uh, arrangements. 
So, so I ordered these things, a special place in Georgia, in the United States. And they're the purest white. Boy, they were the most beautiful. And I look, listen, ladies, listen, you're going to like this. I told her I would marry her if she would, uh, uh, if we could get married, if she would get married in a mini skirt. So she made her own. She's a seamstress, my wife is. And she made this. I never got to see it until she come around that thing. And when she, I couldn't even speak. <laughs> she had these long stem roses and she come, it was like, God made a good decision. <laughs> so it was just wonderful. And to this day, I still get her flowers. Lots of them. Golly, she likes them. I don't know. I told her if I had all my money back, we'd be wealthy. <laughs> but she wants flowers. She that's a good thing. Say it, lady. Say it. That's a good thing. Yep, it is. Now, another thing about marriage, since we're on that seminar on it. You know, I, I'm, I am, uh, you can tell, I have this thing about working. I'm, a, I'm one of those people that could have easily been a, had a lot of money, millions of dollars probably. Uh, I, I just got this deal about being, being serious about my work. Uh, and so uh, when God got me finally into Mexico uh, and I found, finally found where we're going to be working, I started working. Years start going by, one, two, three. It on, in year nine, <clears throat> I'm doing this uh, 30 day of this month fast. And I got this list of, uh, of, I need more villages. I need more power. I need more anointing. I need fresh oil. I need, I need all the, you know what we need to make things happen for what we're trying to do. And God interrupts me one day when I was talking, I was praying. I, I, I was, I was serious, you know. Uh, praying and reading my list and, you know, doing what you do. And he interrupted me. And it startled me that he answered me because he don't much. He said to me, you're going to lose them. Well, who, what? Lose who? You're going to lose your family. Because I was quite aggressive about my work ethics. And so uh, God says, you're going to lose them. I mean, it just came from out of the, like out of the blue sky. Just like, I wasn't thinking, I don't think, I think about winning souls. I don't think about anything else much. <clears throat> and so uh, I said, what does that mean? I'm going to lose them. Your kids and your wife, you will lose them. I said, well, dude, you're the one that told me to come here and do this job. Y'all don't talk to God like that probably, but he's my friend. And so he puts up with my humanity. He's really nice, God is. Because <laughs> I seem to have a lot of humanity. So uh, I said to him, look here, uh, what does that mean anyway? He said, this is what it means. You're going to start dating your kids and your wife. I said, date her? 
Why? Because she needs you. And I go, I mean, I love her. I mean, that's enough. Turns out you ladies are not that way. You're so fragile and you need so much reassuring. Oh. So I decided to listen to God. And I took on, now this is not going to mean a whole lot to you. But in my world, it's, it's premier. All right. I said, look, I'm going to start dating them and I'll give them village priority. Which that doesn't mean anything to you. Because all you're after is rands and dollars and euros. I'm not after that. That finds me by itself. The blessings of God, I don't seek them. They seek me. Because I am a son of God and the benefits of God daily are loaded to me. You need to understand, you need to flip your prayer life a little. God loves you. That's going to happen. What you need to do is energy in what he says. All right. That's just good advice from a great grandpa that knows how to seek God and do this job. (laughs) Okay. So, and keep a marriage and keep kids. Okay. So, so it turns out that my wife and I, uh, I started dating her. She's a, She's a primary target village for me. Uh, so I started giving her two days every three months. We, we'd go away. And just, she could just have me. And that's what she wanted the whole time. And then my kids, I started giving them, uh, it started out in the beginning, it was a half a day each. Because they're little, right? Littler. And so I started dating them. I'm talking about taking them, letting them do whatever they want. Just, they got me for 12 hours. Let's go. Bring it. What do you want? And they just, it just, I don't know what it did, but it sure did. My kids, my grandkids, all of them, we, we get along pretty good. So I want you to, I want you to understand men, get some flowers Date your wife and date your kids. All right. Everybody's always asking me how I kept my family involved, me being so aggressive and wild and all this danger zones and all this. If you're the right, if you're the right example, they'll walk with you through hell and think it's a playground. Hear me? So that's all I'm asking you to do. In Jesus' name. And and there's lots of reasons for it. So, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. So I got to figure out how I can hit you the hardest because I'm fixing to get on an airplane and I'll leave. But how how can I affect you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, as much as possible to the seriousness, the gravity of what we're trying to do. Uh, uh, because there's so much awesomeness of God, <clears throat> but there's so much conflict and distraction as well. 
So I need you to give me a few minutes and uh, I'll see what I can do about stirring you up. Holy Ghost. My wife seems to think that's easy for me to do. I stir her up regularly. And most of the time it is on purpose. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. So, I got back from Mexico once to visit my family, my mom and dad, that part of my family. And my mom sits me down. She's up, my mom's a hundred years old. That lady, all she does, all she does is sit with her Bible and read it and pray. That's what she does. And she's so happy. That's something, huh? All right. So I come back from work, Mexico, and visit them. And I got there. And my mom says to me, I need you to get your calendar. I need to ask you a few questions. She said, I've been interceding for you. And God came in here a few times, and I want to know what was going on because I know you were in your your life was in danger, uh, and I want to know what. And uh, I said, "Okay." No, I'm just going to tell you about one. I was I, I'm this guy. I'm the guy that'll go out there and confront rebel groups, uh, witch doctors. Uh, I, when I hear about them, I, 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 all of a sudden I feel like it's my responsibility because I heard about it. So it's my responsibility to go to those people and get them to repent. That's how I feel about life. All right. So my mom, I was out there doing this. There's a rebel group out there, a bunch of bad guys. And so I went out and they got after me. They were hunting me on horses. uh, I'm, I'm on foot and they're on horses. They have automatics and I don't have anything but Jesus. So you know who won? You see me here, right? <laughs> so I'm out there, man, they have these horses and they're really, I like horses. I, I rode horses 30 years to, uh, to do my job. There were no roads. So I, <clears throat> that's what I did for 30 years. I was a cowboy. Man, I like that. Uh, I do. But the work got so big and I can't do that now. All right. So, <clears throat> uh, I'm out there. They literally got the horses were, were spooked by, because I was in the bush, but they couldn't see me, but the horse could. And, and it got it got really close a few times and uh, there were a few shots fired and I was nervous, but I, I made it. And what was, uh, what was awesome to me was you got this grandma that God sits down on and says, if you want to see your son again, this is how you pray. Say it, I want that. I want that that in my life. I want want to be, see, I want to be the guy out there in the bush and I need intercessors. Hello? I need me some intercessors. Holy Ghost. That's a good idea. And I told her all about it. She just wept and wept and wept. And uh, so 
uh, I just want to encourage you that God's got people. The Holy Ghost is interceding for you. Jesus is interceding for you. And there are intercessors in the body of Christ that are on your behalf seeking God. Say, I want that more. Say it. In the name of Jesus. All right. Now, now I'm going to tell you one more and then I'm going to read some Bible and then one more and then we'll do something else. Uh, seriously, is that much time? What the? <clears throat> so the green one is right? Oh, this is easy. Okay. All right. <laughs> Holy Ghost. All right, so I really want to, like in the early service, I stretched y'all. Here we go again. You okay? No, but this is a different, couple of different subjects, but they're still stretching. You sure? I'm not going to do witchcraft. I stayed away from that one. Uh, there's a lot of that, and you know, that we could talk about, but I don't want that this time. I'll see how much y'all can take me, and we might hit it if I get invited back one day. And if I don't, then who cares? So, <laughs> I apologize, that might have come off a little hard. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, mom. I'm sorry. I keep you nervous. See, your face is red like my wife's gets. It's no kidding. My wife, she'll be sitting there and I notice her. She just flushes red. And I, you know, and I look at her. What? Are you okay? And she just goes, yeah, David, everybody else in here is embarrassed. I just don't have that issue. Worrying about men is not my problem. Or women, sorry. Okay, so I want to tell you this. This this is going to incite you a little bit, maybe uh, entice you, maybe. Uh, but there's been a few things happen that are not. Uh, I can't say this, I have a whole lot of reference for them biblically. Uh, there, we can we can get similar stuff. Uh, so okay, so I'm in Europe preaching. Uh, just below Stuttgart, a town called Tübingen in, in Alemania, uh, Germany. <clears throat> All right. You know, I'm having a good time over there. I, I like those people. They, you know, I, I don't know. I like them. I guess if I could work somewhere, I should choose Germany, I guess. Have y'all noticed I like to preach everywhere I go? <laughs> As well it should be. And so they really, I like their food too. Wow, man. So, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm preaching, right? Whackety, whackety, whack. Doing my job. Okay, then I leave. Uh, do you know uh, Maldonado in uh, Miami? So I'm there, right? Uh, with Brother Maldonado. He's, he's got about 20,000 people in his church. So I'm there, I'm one of the people, you know, and I'm, and there's this big conference and there is just everybody there, right? All right. So I told my team, I said to them, I said, look, I, I, I refuse to let you even eat one grape that they offer you. Stuff, some of the stuff's out of order. And so we're not going to participate, but we are going to try to get some people saved and help. They go, fine, whatever. 
so we go in this room where you got all these people that are really famous. Uh, and it's food, man, that layout, I don't know, maybe 40 or so thousand U.S. dollars maybe. I mean, there was some really specialty items in there. And I'm over, I'm standing up. He know, he'll tell you, I don't sit down. Uh, I'm, I'm not comfortable. I'm not going to sit down. So, so here I am, you know, standing over there, found me a little corner, and I'm just observing him, you know, just looking at him. And here comes this guy. There's always one, isn't there? Oh, it's just annoying. There, there, there's this guy, and he's got on the suit and all the stuff he does. And who cares? You know, that's who he is. And he comes rolling up on me, and he goes, thank you, Brother David. For coming to my church. You know, I'm looking at him. I said, now, I know who you are, but I have not been to your church. It's, uh, it's the largest church in Central America in Guatemala, in Guatemala City. And so I go, now look, I know you, you and I, evidently you know me, but I have not been to your church. He said, Really? Took his smartphone out, hit the button and said, what is that and who is that? And there I am. <laughs> sitting on his platform, playing a guitar, and I don't even play. <laughs> Told you. And so I go, okay, so uh, how did it go? He said, that's the best services we've ever had. He said, so many people got saved and healed. And, and that song you introduced, I said, can I get a copy of it? <laughs> weird. Sounds weird, don't it? And so I'm trying to go along with him now so I, so I can get some more information. And he goes, okay. He said, yeah, I can get you a song. He said, but don't you have your own copy? I said, you know, just let me have one of yours. And he said, uh, people are still getting saved. Every time we play that song, people run and get saved. I said, wow, that's nice. I said, I need the date. Give me the date. So he texts me the date. And I said, all right. So then I left all that and went back to work in Mexico. I get to one of our villages. And uh, here we go. And I go rolling up in this village and the brothers are all there and everybody's happy and there's lots of them and all that. And, you know, they're, they're, they're normally not that emotional. They're, they're just not, not in public. And so, uh, you know, I'm going, I got the pastor. I go, what is going on? Well, we're grateful. I said, I see that you're grateful. What are you grateful for? Well, you came here. I said, really? What happened when I came? He said, you come driving in a, a what do y'all call 18-wheeler, lorries or truck, tractor trailer. He said, you came driving up in a big tractor trailer uh, truck with material. And I go, yeah, I can drive a tractor trailer. 
but I didn't come here. <laughs> and they go get the invoice and my signature. It's my signature. It's on there. And the whole tractor trailer was rebar, block, cement, things for building, for construction. I said, Brother Dave, we're so grateful and we're, we're very appreciative and we want to say thank you. I said, okay, let me, can I have a copy of that invoice? I need to know the date. So I took all these dates and put them together. It was the day that I was in Tübingen, Germany. I was also in Guatemala and Mexico. All right. Now, and I know there's quite a few of you that, that really want to stand up and say, I don't believe that, and, you know, and I'll, if, if it wouldn't have happened the way it did to me, I'd have stood up with you. <laughs> if, but it's pretty, it's, it's just, it's just your God, you, you serve a God of power. He's not short. It's not running out. You're not having to to share with somebody else. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right. Then I got invited to the Pacific Ocean, right? To the islands, and and uh, so I went. I went down to New Zealand. Then from New Zealand, we flew up to the Solomons. Uh, then we went to uh, uh, Vanuatu, and then to Fiji. We was just hitting all these ma- the island groups out in the uh, Pacific, and we we're just preaching the house of fire, you know. And it's just people getting saved, miracles, yahoo! Okay, it was awesome. And I was getting to dive in the top ten dive spots in the world, <laughs> and I was very grateful for that. Thank you, God. It was awesome. I'm going to do it again, please. Thank you. <laughs> all right, and so. <laughs> <laughs> You have to ask God for that, buddy. It's just too hard to figure that stuff out. Okay, so. Now, I'm at this five-star, five-diamond resort. You know, and I'm coming in from church one night, and there's this big, uh, big, uh, what what do they call it in Hawaii? The luau. Luau. There's this big luau going on. And I'm, you know, and I'm looking, I want to be part, because I want me some of that pig meat so bad. I'm hungry, right? And, and all of a sudden, here they come, you know, the, the hula girls and men, and, and they're coming up with all these lays, and, and, and I'm starting to back away because they're surrounding us. And I, I got, finally, I hit the door. And they come and they start piling lathes on me. And I go, I've been here for three days. This is supposed to happen when you get there. And then this lady comes, this businesswoman, here she come walking up. She said, I am the chairman of the Hilton Group for all of the Pacific Islands in the South. I said, yes, ma'am, very, very nice room. Think I'm very, but this is a little much. She goes, well, Brother David, I want to 
I want to say thank you for choosing us a second time. You know, and I go, wait a minute. This is my first time. And everybody, just like you did. She said, come with me. And I went with her. She gets this book out of registry. And there's my name in the book three years ago. And I was there for three days preaching Jesus. And this David wasn't there. Did you hear me? So I want to upgrade, okay? I want to upgrade you. You who are seeking God, you who are trying to, to, to do something for God and you're, you're availing yourself, you, you're giving yourself over to his, his will, his goodness, his ways. Uh, 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 we all know that he can do whatever he wants to. And him choosing to use us, like now that's happened two more times, not going to take the time to tell you, but, it, but it's like four or five times now that I have discovered this. And, and I'm very grateful. I want to I wanna offload some stretching on you. I want you to expand who you think God is. I want you to understand he will and can use you if you will let him. Okay. Okie doke. With me or not? Okay. So, so I wanted to share that with you uh, and, and scare some of you and all that. Because who knows if this is the real me or not? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, and, and it's all lots of fun, funny and all that, but listen to me, God is really bizarre. I've been telling you, he wants, he wants this thing done and he uses the people that let him. I need you to open your heart to his greatness, to his abilities. Let, let him, let, let yourself be used, be, be usable. I need you to enlist in this goodness I'm talking about. Please. Okay. So then let's go over here to John. Uh, uh, please, John. Oh, this is going to be easy. We're going to get a little prayer in. Holy Ghost. John chapter, I think it's 10. Let me look again. Nope, it's 11. John 11. Are y'all there finally? Prophets, had you known, you would have sent everybody a text, and then there you go. But you didn't. <laughs> Holy Ghost. I just have to. I just have. I feel obligated. John chapter eleven. Uh, and if if you if you versed in this, you know this is where Lazarus died, and Jesus' friend. And y'all heard my version of that this morning, and I wasn't as successful as Jesus is. But I wasn't 33%. Okay, so verse, uh, we'll, go, we'll jump down all the way to verse 21. I want to go through, I want to just take my time with this just for a minute. It said, 
Martha then said to Jesus, if you'd been here, see, that's how we live is in regret. Say, I'm getting out. I'm not going to live in regret. I'm going to live in the moment and trust God for right now. And what happens, I'm going to be in full agreement with the trusting God that it, that I don't owe anything behind me. Okay. I don't owe it. I don't. I don't have to put time on it. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, what I have to do is the now in my future. I can change both of them by trusting God. The back, I can't do much with. But the now and the tomorrow, I almost went Spanish again on you. Manana. <laughs> tomorrow. I can fix that. Hear me? And I can do it with faith and meekness and long suffering and humility. I can fix this. Holy Ghost. Martha said, boy, if you'd have been here, and we all believe that, how many thousands of things in your life, your personal life, boy, if I would have just known Jesus more, if I, if he would have just come, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't. And there's thousands of things in my life that suitable for that statement. I refuse to dwell in it. I choose to dwell in Jesus is King and he's got my life. And it says right here, uh, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. That is a true statement. I was in a village uh, and uh, this dad come up to me, said, I left my son sick. I need you to come right now and lay your hands on him and he won't die. I said, no, we're going to do the word of God first and then our needs second. The most valuable thing we could ever do is the word of God. That's how I believe and I've stuck to it and it worked out. All right. So, so we did service. Uh, uh, I'm not going to explain none of that background stuff, but, but we get, we went with, I went with him after service, like six hours went by. And when we, we got up close to this, uh, is this grass roof with the bamboo walls and the grass, the grass goes down to here. And you have to bend way down to go in. And so he goes in because there's a woman in there screaming, right? And so he goes in, comes out, and then he invites me in. And he says, here's what he said to me. My son is dead. Now you have to do something about it. All right. Now in their culture, you, you are, if you can, if you can make something, fix something before it breaks and you don't, and it breaks, you're responsible. All right. And he knew that it, the odds are really high. Had I gone and touched his son, he wouldn't have died, but the boy died. And by the time we got to him, it was like six hours or so. Okay, and so I go in there, and then when I, when I straightened up in that uh, room, there's three spiritist healers there and three black magic warlocks. And as soon as they saw me, man, they went into cursing, curse, curse. I mean, some serious cursing. 
And I'm looking at him, you know. And I look over here and there's mom over there holding her little nine-year-old boy. He's dead. She's freaked out. Dad is serious now. He considers it my fault. And the way they believe it is. I don't believe that, of course. Uh, but they do. And that's what the value is where I'm standing. Okay? Hear me? All right. And so me and the witch doctors had a few words. And I told them how awful they were and how much Jesus is going to whoop, whoop them up good. <laughs> but I said it in different words than that. And so uh, then I turned to him, look, when I touched that little old boy, mama moved <clears throat> and he's stiff and he lost the color of his skin. He's got this sticky stuff on him and all that. And so I start praying for him. Nothing happened. I went in English, nothing happened. Spanish, nothing happened. Indian, nothing happened. Tongues, nothing happened. It's so hot. I'm sweating all over this kid. You know, it's just so hot. And so I got a hold of him. And I just sighed. I said, God, please. And I looked back down at the kid. and I mean, right in front of my eyes, his little T-shirt bounced. It went, doom. And I saw it. I saw it. And I raise up like this, and the dad's standing there. He saw it. So both of us are going, what? <laughs> and I got a hold of his uh, arm over here, and I felt the first pulse. Doo -doo -doo, and it stopped again. And Jesus, 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 and doo -doo -doo. And then it took, I don't know, four or five minutes, and it finally got normal. And stopped. And it stopped. And then finally, doo -doo -doo. And, I, and he, he got limber again and warmed up. His color came back and then his eyes popped open and he was healed. Yeah. So, so I know, I know, I know my brother would not have died. I, I got that. I do. Okay. All right. And it says, even now, now look, look at this girl believes. Say, I believe. Say it. I believe. Come on, say it. I believe. I believe. I believe. Even now, I know, say, I know, I know. that whatever you ask, God will grant it to you. And Jesus said to her, your brother's going to rise. Okay, now. Of course, we're all, all of us don't think like Jesus. <clears throat> we're thinking at the while sometime, you know, however, how many million years from now he comes back, uh, that's going to happen. But I need you to hear what Jesus' response to that was. Look, look what it says. Martha said, yeah, I know he's going to arise again in the resurrection at the last day. See, what I've got to get over to you is what Jesus said. Because we all believe that last day deal. I can pretty much tell you that's what you believe. And, and that's where your hope is, is in that day. Well, there's another day called today. Amen. And it's not the last day. 
It's the now day. And Jesus is not dead. He is alive. Okay. And uh, Jesus said, this is, y'all, this is to me a most profound and awesome. It runs my life. This next phrase runs my life. Jesus said, I am myself the resurrection and the life. Now, whatever your need is today, whether it's money, whether it's health, whether it's family, whether it's children, whether it's job, I don't care what it is, gasoline, I don't care what it is. I care that you understand that Jesus is the life for that item. The whole wide world. Well, how do you get this energy? How do you generate this stuff? I'll go back over it one more time with you. I just got through telling you and now you ask me that question. What's wrong with you? I myself am the resurrection and the life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that it's for right now that you are in the now. Holy Ghost. Now look at this next phrase. I don't know how it says it in your version. Mine says, whoever believes in. Say, I do. I believe in. Jesus the righteous as the son of God, the resurrected king. I believe him. Say it. So it says right here, although he may die, yet he shall live. Say, I will live. Say it. And I will live forever in the name of Jesus. All right. Now, there's only, there's only one other person. Do you know Dave Bryan, California, Yuba City? Uh, he's the one who took down Antan Lavo, the, the, witch, the, the head Satanist in the United States. He's the guy that fought him and the guy died. So, so his wife is the granddaughter to A.A. A. Allen. She is my friend. That lady... We know how to together seek God and we are not ashamed nor afraid. And, and she believes like I believe what this says. I believe Jesus is talking to us on a, on a literal, you can live forever. Now, I don't know what that means because Jesus said, if you die, you'll still let me, you're going to live. But he goes on in the next verse. Look what he says. Whoever continues, say, I continue in, in Jesus. Say it. Whoever continues to live and believe, say, I continue to live. I continue to believe in Jesus. All right. Shall never die at all. Now you see. All of you are going to quote me that one verse in Hebrews, it's appointed to man once to die. I agree with you. It says that for you. 
Holy Ghost, I need you to let the resurrection life come in you. I, I need you to let it take seed and take hold and, 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 and begin to take over your life. I need that from you. I need your distractions to grow less and less and, and his resurrection and life to grow more and more in you. Because it takes time, it does, for us to get away from, because we're born in sin and then we get reborn, but that, the, the, the sin character nature guy don't want to let you go. So it's a fight and so it needs to be pushed out with resurrection in life. So you can live. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a reason why I personally am healthy and 71 years old and am not sick, not on meds. I'm telling you, there's a reason. I believe this. And I'm not a good person. God is. Jesus in me is awesome. I would never tell you I was a good guy, but I will always tell you how awesome Jesus is. I need you to capture, it doesn't matter how small the seed is you capture of this. That's not relevant. It's that you capture it and you nurture it and you feed on it. I need that for you. Because you seem to have an idea of going forward in the fire and the goodness of God. I, but it's going to take life and resurrection for you to be successful. Amen. All right. And it says right here, it says, me shall never die at all. Do you believe this? And look what she says. Of course I do. Just like if, if I would pick any one of you, you would go, I believe that. But your life does not show it. It shows the world. Our testimony has to be the life and resurrection. I, I need to convert you. I, I'm converted. I believe you're saved. But I need to convert your spirit man to the life and resurrection I'm talking about. Because it will change who you are. It will. Everybody wants all this stuff that, we, that I personally can do. And, and, and yet they still want the same lifestyle they had before it all started. That is not going to work. Amen. And I'm not put out with you one bit. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to help, but you don't understand. And don't tell me I don't want to know your horror story. I've heard so many thousands of those things. Goodness, just enough. Thanks. Let's just talk about how awesome Jesus is, okay? <laughs> but I do want you out of it. I do want you delivered from it. I do want you helped. I want to be helped more, and I will. I'm going to be. I'm pursuing it. There's a goal in front of me to wake up in the morning and, be, and look in the mirror and look like God. Psalm 17, last verse. That's, that, that is my goal in life. And I'm not there. But I still am pursuing it. And I want to enlist you, invite you to it. 
Because this girl believed, she believed, she, it, Jesus knew she believed. But he was trying to get her to see a different life. Than a one time believe in Jesus is king. It needs to be habitual. It needs to be a lifestyle. It needs to be just, you need to drive everyone around you insane like I do. Because I, I won't bend off of it. Because there's so much good for other people. And what you're getting is not, it's residual. It's not the same as what I get. I need you to, I need you to get the life. It's real. And I seem insane. I know it. I'm not. I'm not. That's enough of that. Okay, so you can't have it. Oh, Corbin's not here. Good. So he can't have it yet. Don't let him have it when he comes back. Oh, forgot to drink my tea again. Hey, tell her I drank some, all right? <laughs> Holy Ghost. Oh, it's good too. Thanks. Um, look, spend a few minutes here because I want to pray. Spend an extra, little bit extra time praying. But I'm gonna, I want to tell you this story. And of course it has to do with Miss Hogan. I'll see her tomorrow night. Be flying all night, all day tomorrow. Okay. So. See, I'm a zealot. See, I'm a zealot. No, not you, me. (laughs) You need to be, but most people are not. Most people are okay being calm. Having their little biscuit and their little tea or their little coffee and talking fashion and golfing and things like that, you know, flowers. I did that. I already did all I'm going to do about that. Okay, so look, I'm not against any of those things. I'm not. Hey, just, I'm not going to talk to you about it. Why? What a waste of time. Uh, so, look. <sighs> But because I am so aggressive uh, after pleasing God and, and trying to heal the sick and cleanse the lepers and raise the dead and cast out devils, you act, I actually get into some scenarios that are complicated. Because I get in over my head. And, and anybody that thinks they know how to do any one of those things I just named you were fixing to crash and burn because these spirits we're dealing with, these bad guys, they've been manipulating humans ever how long the fall of man, ever what y'all teach the fall of man to be, ever, ever what that is until now, those bad guys have been lying to humans. And they know how to set you up and control you Because there's only so many of us, our type of humans, you know, there's only so many of us. And so they got us coordinated, buddy. So you need help. And it comes from the resurrection and the life. Amen. Amen. So 
So we're talking about me this second. So I'm ah, going for it. Sword in hand, shield. Ah. Okay, I'm doing my job. <laughs> okay, well, doing that, all of a sudden, and they, they figure you out. And they set up these skirmishes to draw you in. And it's because they have a plan and a trap for you. And we're easily trapped. I'm a hunter. And every time one of these traps close on me, I go, doggone, that was a good trap. I didn't even see it. So I go out in this village. There's no converts out there. And, and this one guy, he's trying to get saved. And he says to me, my sister-in-law is dying. I said, all right, what do you want to do? He said, I don't know what to do, so I need you to do it. All right, we'll go see. I may not have experience either. Let's go see. So we go, and you know, it's a really good long walk, two hours. We're talking, a bunch of us, we're just talking, talking this, all these questions about Jesus. And a little bit, I know I'm, I'm expressing it to him. All right, so now look, I get in there. And it's an older style, uh, well, comes, comes from some wars uh, that they had. So this, this guy says, my sister-in-law's in here. So I go in there. Okay. So her head is around back on her back. And her arms are twisted backwards and curled up in her legs. And she's laying there naked. And so I'm just looking at her. I said, what do y'all want done? Well, the witch doctors can't heal her. I said, so which one of y'all is a witch doctor? And the guy spoke up. I said, all right. I said, how many times did you try to heal her? He told me. I said, all right. What did you try? He told me, I said, my. He said, we need you to heal her. I said, yeah, we do. Now, I don't know what you know. Uh, now, because I was over there, I was in uh, Harvard. Teach, that, imagine me go to Harvard. But I, 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 was, I was in this uh, thing. It's like these 600 doctorates are in there. And they're asking me questions. And I I know that they were studying me. I know they were. And this one doctor, I told him this story, and this one doctor just spoke up. That's a cute spindle meningitis, Mr. Hogan. I said, well, whatever that is. And he told, you know, because that stuff's deadly. All right. And so I sit there, took my Bible out, read a couple of things, Look, when you're looking at something like that, do you understand your, your faith is in the cellar? It needs to be on the housetop, but it's down yonder in the bottom. Because nobody, none of us have experience with seeing that healed. You, don't, you ain't never even heard of anybody that would attempt to tell you they got something like that healed. I don't know what you teach in class, but it ain't how to get acute pineal meningitis healed. I know that. It needs to be. 
Guys like me need to know how. Because what if I actually do what you say and go? I'm going to need to know how, son. Chop, chop. Okay. <laughs> He's being very nice to me and hanging on. <laughs> Taking a chance. Uh, that's me, though. I'm a chance-taking fella. I imagine I'll be all right. So, y'all, this lady is in a bind. It was when she, she gave birth, and, and then something happened, and she, whoo. Okay, so, so what's the right prayer? Which one of your theologians want to pipe up on this one? Huh? Well, brother, praise the Lord. Holy Ghost. Holy. I am making fun of some stuff. Because I don't know why y'all follow stuff that don't work. What's wrong with you? Are you a knucklehead? We, this stuff works. Jesus is king. You see, I, I believe that. You can't convince me otherwise. Say me neither. Say it. Jesus is king. Holy Ghost. Y'all good? Like y'all's music, by the way. Okay, so. I read them some Bible. Then I just laid my Bible up on her chest. And I moved over there. I'm by the, me and the witch doctor are talking now. And we're just talking. He goes, okay, look, how long is this going to take? I said, well, I don't have any experience. He says, what? You've never seen this say uh, healed? I said, nope. I said, have you? He said, no, I, well, <laughs> so we're, we're both in the same exact boat. We just believe different gods is all. But one of us is going to get out of the boat. I'll be walking on the water. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. This is so much fun to me. Uh, y'all are very, very good hosts. Thank you. All right. So it's easy to preach. That's what I'm saying. All right. So for me, <laughs> okay. So it was a long time. I mean, we're getting into a, our second hour of this waiting thing. Everybody has had enough and gone to the toilet like twice. I mean, this is enough. And all of a sudden, it happened. You, you should have heard that first bone snap. She's laying there, right? Same old painful person. And it goes, <laughs> And I look at the witch doctor. I say, you heard that? He said, I heard that. It's okay. And then, so both of us, we're stepping back. 
And then she starts snapping, popping. It was just like one of those scary movies. I'm serious. And then she comes all the way back to us. And she's just sitting there looking around at us. And her first question is, who let the white guy in? <laughs> and then they brought a blanket, took her, put some clothes on her, on and on and on goes the goodness. And she's healed. Yeah. All right. And I'm so excited, right? As, as, as well, you would have been as well. And so, man, I couldn't, I was on my motorcycle, man, wah, 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 getting home. I got home. Yahoo! Ladies, I apologize to all of y'all about what I'm fixing to say, but my motorcycle lives inside in the living room. So I just hit, the, I, I hit the front door and the thing blew open and I'm, wah. all the kids wake up. Ms. Hogan comes in there. Couldn't you have been a little more noisy, she said. I said, I'll work on it, Mom. You know, you got the adrenaline from the ride, and you got mud, and you got, oh, ladies, oh, I know. I know, I get that look all the time. They bought me a Harley. You know where it lives, right? Inside. Yes, sir, I got me a trike, a 103, 2016. There you go, now you know. Holy Ghost. <laughs> I wouldn't put up with that. I know, I ain't marrying you. <laughs> we got that sorted, don't we? <laughs> so I bless you, it's fun. Thank y'all, it's a lot of fun. Okay, I get home, and man, my wife's got this thing going. She, she made me, y'all call it a bride. It's a boy, oh boy. I, was like, I said, dude, you, gotta, you won't believe what I got into. And so I tell her, poo. And she's just worshiping God around, all flying all around that kitchen doing her stuff. Okay, and so then we, you know, we go to bed and everything. And about 2.30 in the morning, all of a sudden, there's a cat clawing my back. Man, I jump up and turn the light on. It's my wife. <laughs> and I go, what's wrong with you? Dude, I got to sleep. I got to go to work in the morning. You men, you ain't said that about 6,000 times in your marriage so far. Get ready, 51 years. You, it'll be about 12,000 times. But now listen, this is the problem. Here we go. I didn't know about all these spirits and um, territory and all this stuff, right? I'm just a zealot out there. Ah, I told you that in the beginning. But them things are mad at you. They way more mad at any one of you women in here at me right now. Those things hate you. And what they're going to approach is your most vulnerable spot. And on me, I love my wife. She's very dear to me. I think by the time I got up, got her, she looked in less than an hour like the lady out in the village. Okay. That's illegal trespass. 
Say it with me. That's illegal trespass. All right. Man, that woman's in some pain. And she's begging me. And I'm praying, praying, praying. I'm going for it. But it ain't working for her. All right. By daylight, I'm, I, I had to fight to keep the kids. Boy, she was, she was hurt. My wife was hurt. But see, that lady's already had 13 incurables. And the key word is she's been healed out of all of them. But this one right here was a little tight. I suppose, I guess they all are. But this, this thing here, God hurt her. And I'm not all right with that. You better bring some help. You come to my house. I like that lady. And so, and I laid on the floor, I don't know how many hours. She's just moaning and begging me for help. And then it got to the evening time. And I, and I got up. I started suiting up. I, I got to go to work. How many of you know you got to go to work? Say, yes, I know. And, and because I'm a preacher, you think I can do and set my schedule and get out of what I want to get out of and into what I want to. That's not true. I work for God, not your opinion. And I have these ethics and I got to hold to them and I got to be honorable to him more than you. Ready? More than my wife. And now I lost all of you. Well, I don't believe like you do. That's why I can get stuff done. Because God backs me. All right. And I know you want to debate me. Please don't. Humor me just for a little while. And I know it's a good debate. I know it's ongoing and I know it's running. I understand all of it. I know all the sides. I've chosen my trail. I'm going to live with it. And so... Okay, so <clears throat> my wife, I went around, I don't, know, I don't remember what I did, but it was there where she could see me because she couldn't see me because the way she was, she couldn't see me. And then she saw me and she's screaming. Because oh. she was loony, y'all. She, she wasn't right. That stuff hurt her. If you go... I'm going to die. And that's a true statement. And I told you in the first service, my reward for doing right is sometimes not the way we want to be rewarded. We have a different idea of how God's going to reward us. But sometimes there's things you must go through to receive the character of God and his power. And that's for me and my family. And you have to go through it. There ain't no, there ain't no way out of it. There ain't nobody can bail you out. There ain't nobody you can call that can fix it except Jesus. Okay, so that goes for everyone. I'm picking on him, but that goes for everyone. And uh, 
There was one of the secretary, this lady in there, she, I went out there and I told her, I said, this is what you're going to do with the kids. Don't deviate. This is what you're going to do to my wife. And you will not deviate. And the answer, all, all I ever want to hear, you can ask them. All I want to hear out of you is yes, sir. I don't want to hear any justification or yeah, a bunch of what else. Keep it. Jesus is king. You understand? I'm fighting for my wife's life. There ain't nowhere to go with her. Except bring her to the feet of Jesus. And so I did. So I went to church. I was crying the whole way, almost wrecked. I don't know how many times. I'm on my motorcycle. Man, that thing can't go hard enough, man. It's a 600 XR Honda, guys. Anybody knows. And I got her snorting, boy. I got it souped up. I got pipes. I got all this stuff. So it'll climb straight up that wall right there. (laughs) With me on it. And so I got out there and they go, you know, what's up with you? You're tense. I said, yeah, I'm tense. My wife's home dying. Yeah. Well, go home. Look, that's that's what hell told me. That's what she said. So all of y'all are wrong. We're going to do this. And so, God was crying. I just, I love that lady. and, And I don't know if that's legal or not even to love her that much. God's jealous now. So it's complicated. So I got up and I preached the hardest, probably the hardest healing message I've ever preached, probably. And I told them, you won't be sick. I said no. And got them. And we had church. And then where, where I'm from in the United States, uh, my, my in-laws and them will get a little testy about it. They might even shoot me over it. You don't do that. You don't, you don't abandon. You don't neglect where I'm from. Hear me or not? And all I've done since I've been here is lifted my wife up and told you how much I love her. So that's not it. But there is one greater than her. And that is not a challenge. Boy, I just said a mouthful there, buddy. Yeah, you're going to have to answer a few questions. <laughs> I'm going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, so look. It's hard. It's a hard thing to manage. It's a hard line to figure out. And you younger people, your marriages depend on it. But you're no use to them if you can't heal them. I mean it. You need to bow to the mercy. Man, I was so, I was afraid that hell was telling me the whole way home, I killed her. And then he was saying, your daddy-in-law's coming. And that's all, that's all that sounded right. Man, I drove through that front door, bam! 
I never checked up. I threw that motorcycle on the, on the tile floor and I went walking in there, mud dripping everywhere. Kicked that door, that, that, uh, <laughs> that bedroom open. And my wife sitting there completely healed. And this is the first words out of her mouth. Thank you for listening to Jesus and not me. If you'd have stayed, I probably would have died. I said, I don't know that. I'm just grateful that you're healed and I'm happy. And the service really wasn't that special. It was because I obeyed, right? But there was no spectacular events went on. There, There was just faithfulness, diligence, honoring God, Honoring the call, discipline, obedience to the resurrection and the life. And the resurrection and the life responded on my behalf and healed my wife. And I want that for you. I want that for you and I want that for you right now. Can we do something? All right, let's do something. In Jesus' name, I bless you. I am very grateful. I'm, uh, what I am is, is I like your hospitality. I like your graciousness. I like your enthusiasm, your hunger. Uh, you need more. You want more. Get more. It's available. The, these powers, I don't have them hemmed up. They are available for every born-again believer. Your calling is not relevant. What's relevant is your hunger and thirst for righteousness and pressing in to the mark of the high calling of the gospel. Shalatama. And I bless you and I speak that over you and I, um, my wife, y'all don't know her. Hopefully you'll get to. She's quite serious. Lady, you think I am? You wait. As soon as I arrive, she'll go right down the, the list of the places he, he had us go. And all, it, she only has one question. She knows there's going to be healing and deliverance and health and miracles and new, the glory of God and the fire. She knows that's happening. Her only question, one question, how do they take care of you? You get a green check mark. I'm going to tell her. You know what she'll say? Good, you can go back if they invite you. Okay. <laughs> and I lean on her for that. It matters to her. It matters to us both. But I'm a bushman. I can do, you can't make it hard enough for me, but it matters to her. Say, that's awesome. Say it. See, this is a good thing we got going. And I want that for you. I, I want you to have it. I do. It's important if I can spread it, if I can transmit it. In the name of Jesus, healing and health for you. Fire and life in the gospel and the power of Jesus.